It's been said that there's no better time than now to start your business. Today, I interview digital influencer Lamar Tyler, who is the CEO of Tyler New Media, the creator of Traffic, Sales, and Profit, and the founder of the blog Black and Married with Kids. Let's get started to talk about this conversation of how to take your business to no figures to seven figures. You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host, professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Markeith Braden. Good day, good day, good day. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am so excited to be sharing this episode with you because I recently attended a conference called Spark and Hustle, and there were major influencers at this conference. And so I took some time out to interview someone I've been following for quite some time, and his name is Lamar Tyler. And as you heard in the intro, Lamar is the CEO of Tyler New Media, as well as the creator of Traffic Center and profit and many of you may know his blog site black and married with kids so we're going to go into this interview it's going to be live actually as a video but then i'm also sharing it here on the podcast i want you to leave me a rating and a review in itunes of this show so that i'll know how beneficial it was for you to listen to the interview but also i would love for you to email me any new topics for the Marquise Brayton podcast that you would like for me to cover. So without further delay, let's go ahead into the interview with Lamar Tyler. Welcome to another episode of Marquise Brayton podcast. I am here with someone who I have followed for quite some time, at least for the last two years. No, none other than my brother, Lamar Tyler. Lamar, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Tell uh, the listening audience a little bit about yourself and how we kind of came to know each other. Sure. So my background was information technology. I did about 15, 16 years doing that, working corporate, uh, you know, kind of ascending to a management role, running a TV station, IT department in D.C. But guess what? That was not my passion. Probably like a lot of people that listen to podcasts that feel like they're called to do something more and call to do something for themselves or pitching ideas at work. Those ideas are getting shot down. Right. People are telling you, hey, that won't work when you know they will. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I decided to, hey, create our own business. And really what the business was at that time was a blog called blackandmarriedwithkids.com. Mm. So we started a site around promoting, encouraging, equipping marriage in the African-American community. The site took off. Um, you know, we started making products. This is a very condensed version, of course. Right, right. <laughs> uh, we started creating products from documentary films to ebooks, audio books, membership mm. sites, events, cruises. Mm. And then what's funny is that people said, Lamar, we've seen you build this. Teach me how to do the same thing. So we actually now have launched a separate brand called Traffic Sales and Profit mm-hmm. that teaches entrepreneurs how to do three things drive more traffic, convert, convert more sales, and grow the amount of profit in their businesses. And through this journey, uh, we've you know uh, met a lot of great people that have become close friends and partners. We've attended a lot of great events, and me and you met through another event, right. another community coach speaking server community with April Franks Hunt, and met at one of her events, Epic. And you know um, it, it's just amazing. I, I think that's what I love about events. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that you can connect with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. That if you were at home in your silo, just working in your home office or your your office, 
you wouldn't connect with the same amount of people. So you can right. find like-minded people. You can figure out ways that we can work together, ways that we can conquer the world together. Right, right. You know, and one of the reasons why uh, I wanted to interview you was because the podcast is for the purpose of highlighting individuals who are taking a different approach to business, taking a different approach to creating a lifestyle that they've always wanted to live, taking a different approach to really um, allowing ourselves an opportunity to live like we really want to live. And I've gotten into the whole idea of technology, online marketing, building a business via online, and you're one of the ones that first came to mind that I want to interview. Thank you. Also, there are many people who come to me asking, you know, Marquise, how do I, you know, start a business using my expertise or leveraging my expertise? How do I become known for a particular skill or ability that I have via online or social? And so what would you say to the brick and mortar business who has an interest of having longevity but yet they're not using any type of new technology, online platform, social media, or anything to scale and grow? Sure, that's a great question. So a lot of people think that their business is different, but none of them are. <laughs> so if right. you're listening, you need to be online, you need to leverage social media, you need to leverage technology. I have a saying always say that the gatekeepers are gone. Mm -hmm. And what it is is due to the lowering cost of technology over the last five, 10 years. I mean, just 10 years ago, how much would it cost to get to probably the same type of website that, you know, today right. will cost you maybe 500 bucks, you know, soup to nuts. Mm -hmm. Back then will maybe cost you five, ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. That's right. I mean, you know, j just, you know, cameras, the audio equipment, the things we're talking on and using now, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, could be 30,000, 40,000, so far out of reach. And now our, our phones are more powerful than a lot of the computers that we had mm -hmm. just five years ago. Right. So we have all this technology. And, and do also at the same time the rise of social media. Mm -hmm. For the first time ever, we can connect it to and reach directly out to consumers without the middleman being there. Right. So we can say, hey, I have a great product, I have a great service, I have a storefront, but guess what? I can still ship it to you. Mm -hmm. And as long as I can put it in the mail, put it with FedEx or UPS, whoever it is, I can get it to your home, you can enjoy it, and I'm no longer confined to just, you know, this two, three, four, five mile radius that we may be looking at. Right. And, and that's right. the real beauty of it, is them tapping in to the opportunity that's available. And that's for product-based businesses, that's for service-based businesses, because somebody's still saying, mm -hmm. saying it won't work for me, it will work for you. Yeah. You know, no matter what it is, it's just really being able to leverage online, leverage building communities, and then being able to catapult that into more sales. Mm -hmm. You have mentioned that you and your wife started a business originally called Black and Married with Kids. Black and Married with Kids. I know many of you have heard of Black and Married with Kids. Talk a little bit about why it was important to take that leap and make that transition. Sure. At, at the time, we were talking about launching a website or a blog. We've been hearing about blogs and reading them. And we said, what's something that if we launch four or five years from now, we'll still feel like doing it if it mm -hmm. takes off? Because we don't want to be locked into just like something that we hate. It's going right. great, but we hate doing it, right? right? Do what you love, people. So what it was was something around relationships. And when we dug deeper to really say, okay, what is it around relationships? We didn't like the way... Uh, marriage was viewed inside and outside of the African-American community. So we said there have to be other couples that love each other dearly. We know that there are um, fathers in homes that take care of their kids and somebody else's kids too. 
but we never saw that representation through movies, through the media, through TV shows, through newspapers. So we said if they won't represent our community, we'll represent it ourselves. And instantly from launching it, boom, like people came. Right. And we had couples that said, you know what, I never see myself represented on TV, mm-hmm. but what y'all talk about, like that's me, that's me and my wife, that's me and my husband. We had singles that came and said, I'm not married, but I know this exists because my parents have been married for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. And they say, I want that one day. So I want to read your articles. I want to you know, consume your content so that I can prepare myself for having that life. Mm-hmm. And really, like I said, I always say it moved from a website to a movement. Right. And really, really what it was, like movement, community, it's so important if you can build a community around what you're doing and not just say, all right, you know, I, I want to page or a group around this one book, mm-hmm. right? I want to page or a group around a movement mm-hmm. so that we can run um, 10 different books through that. We can run different courses through it. We can run membership sites through mm-hmm. it. We can find different ways to really serve the people at the highest level, level possible that are part of that community, and then they'll be attracted to what we do, and they'll be always waiting for the next thing. Right. There are two words that Lamar just said, and some of you may be wondering where we are. We are in the Weston Hotel, Airport Weston Hotel here in Atlanta, attending a conference called Spark and Hustle. And there are two things Lamar just said, community and movement. Yes. Why is it important for a business to build community? You know, the analogy I always like to use is that if you build community and build it correctly, all of a sudden, you're fishing in a very small pond, mm-hmm. but it's stocked with fish, mm-hmm. right? And the problem is most of us don't want to build community, so we try to tap into other communities. Mm-hmm. And then we can't find the fish that we're looking for, which is your right. perfect customer, which is your avatar. You know, we don't know who we're looking for. We don't know where they are. We don't know what they like. And if we don't know any of those things, we don't know how we can serve them. Mm-hmm. So the service piece is heavy. Every component, every aspect of business is built around service. So when I know who the community is and I know where to find them, because I'm finding them in my community because I built and attracted them there, I can find out on a daily basis what content they respond to. I can ask them questions and see, okay, what are the the quotes or the the, um, statuses or the questions or the comments that they get excited about? What's the things that they care less about? How can I survey? How can I poll them? How can I bring them into the things that I'm doing before doing an event? or doing a conference and just launching a conference and saying, hey, I hope somebody shows up. How can we actually take them along the process? We we did a cruise for our couples, and the very first cruise was two years in the making in multiple surveys, where we said, how many days should it be? Where should we go? Are you bringing your kids or are you not bringing your kids? You know, how much time do you want to spend learning? How much time do you want to spend on your own? And we basically created a cruise, an event, directly based on what they told us they wanted. Then guess what? They came and said, ooh, I love this cruise. Right. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, yeah, because this is the cruise you told us you wanted, <laughs> right? Like, like, don't complicate things, folks. Right. Make it easy mm. and give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. You know, one of, that's one of the things that is always rehearsed um, when it comes to business, especially when it comes to the information-based business, mm-hmm. you're building an online-based business, is identifying what the pain points are of the people that you want to serve. Mm-hmm. and then giving them what they want and need to solve those pain points. Yes. But sometimes we will create a business that we like, that we love, not doing the research and not doing the investigation of whether or not this is actually solving a problem in the marketplace mm-hmm. to be able to build a business on it. Yeah. And so are you one of the 
type of persons who will say, do what you love, uh, find your passion and build a business from that? Or is it find something that people need that resolves their pain and build a business from that? All right, so <laughs> that's a tricky question. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a trick question. It's like the matrix here, right? right. Don't want the red or the blue pill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer that for most people that are in the midst of transition, meaning I'm working a nine to five, I want to transition out mm-hmm. of it. Most times, most of those people, because of mindset, need to do something they're passionate about because passion is what drives them to stay up and not go to sleep one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Because right. if there's something they're not passionate about, they say, hey, forget this stuff. It gets hard. Because when you're first launching and you're first starting a business and first trying to become successful, guess what? It is hard. Right. And it's a lot of sleepless nights. It's a lot of staying up late. It's a lot of, hey, you know, I got this amazing site. And guess what? Right when I'm about to launch it, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but everybody's going to come to the site tomorrow morning because we've been promoting it. Or we're doing this event. Guess what? We haven't sold any tickets. Right. So a lot of times for you to have the, the stick to, the stick to itness and the grit to push through, it needs to be something that you're passionate and excited about. Mm-hmm. On the other hand... Um, the pain point piece is vital. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan. Even if it's something that you're passionate about, you have to be able to discover the pain point, the challenges that your community, that the people you want to serve face. And then if you make products and services that match up to that, that is the easiest way to sell. Right. So what I say is try to find an intersection mm-hmm. of something that you're passionate about so that you can push through while you're in transition phase. And at the same time, um, once you say, okay, this is what I'm passionate about, what can I identify with these people that are challenges, pain points in their lives? Always say, what's the best way to find out? Actually ask them. Nobody does that. seems very simple, but we always just assume and launch things. Right. Find out what they want. That's what I did with that survey for the crews. Mm-hmm. And then once you find out what they want, you find out what the challenges are, create an actual solution so your product or service is the actual answer mm-hmm. to the challenges they face. So for those of you who are wanting to start a business, have an idea, Lamar, go through those steps succinctly on what do I need to do if I just have the idea of a business before I actually move into actually starting that business? Again, you know, most people are passionate about something, so they have some type of passion that they're actually passionate about. So beyond that passion, like I said, what we look at is first, all right, if I know who I want to kind of reach, what are the biggest challenges, pain points that they're dealing with? If I already have a community, what I can do is actually just send out an email. If it's a small community, just a simple email in a subject line says quick question. Inside of the body of that email, it says, as it relates to blank, and blank is whatever it is you do, what's the biggest challenge that you're facing? Mm-hmm. Get that data back, get that input back, and use it to create a product or service. If I have a bigger audience, I can send out an actual survey. No more than 10 questions, but those questions are all about finding out who the person is, what's the demographic data, um, but then at the same time asking, hey, what challenges are you facing as it relates to blank? And let them tell you in their own words. Right. And then, like I said, once they tell you in their own words, you sit down and you figure out what product or service can I make to fill this need. Mm-hmm. Because what people are then willing to pay you for is the transformation to get them from where they are to where they need to be. And your product, your service, is the actual bridge that gets them in. Awesome, awesome. Well, you heard it from Lamar. We're going to take a quick break and come back and have a conversation. You may be hearing some background noise. That's because we're in a public hotel, but you know that this is live and I wanted to bring you this value. And so we'll be back in 30 seconds. All right. Welcome back to the Mark Heath Brayton podcast. We are talking with Lamar Tyler of Traffic Sales and Profit and Black and Married with Children or Kids. Kids Kids.com. All right. Black and Married with Kids.com. 
And we just got finished talking about some steps that you would need to take in order to take your idea of business before you actually start it. And so now I want to kind of jump into this conversation about building an expert-based business because I know many of my followers and listeners are coaches, speakers, or aspiring coaches and speakers. Is now a good time to start an information-based business or expert-based business or a consulting type of business where you are delivering content based on your expertise? It, it, it totally is. And the thing that really makes it a great time because consumers are consuming more of this type of content than ever before. Mm -hmm. And you look at the people, the types of people that are lending their voices to this type of content, where, you know, uh, three, four, five years ago, mostly was like internet marketers. Mm -hmm. But now you can pull up a master class, and I want to be a filmmaker, and I, you know, have Spike Lee teaching mm -hmm. me. You know, I want to play basketball. You know, Steph Curry is using his expertise right. to show people how to play basketball. Right. So the more the bigger names and the celebrity does it, that actually makes it easier for everybody listening to basically follow in their footsteps and do what you've already been doing, or say, hey, you know, guess what? We're doing the same thing that Steph Curry does for basketball, but we do it for preachers and ministers, or we do it right. for home-based businesses, or we sure. do it for, um, you know, uh, aspiring authors. Right. And right. So, like, it, I mean, it's an amazing time right now. So I know I have quite a few individuals who are bloggers, and I remember a conversation that you were having I believe at Blogalicious, I watched via Facebook Live, and you used the tagline, blogging is dead, or is blogging dead? <laughs> so let's go there for, is blogging dead? Okay, and, and when I say that, <laughs> what, I, what I really mean is like the traditional sense of how people think they can be successful mm -hmm. through blogging is dead. Okay. Because um, as our site grew, our influence grew around actual blogging, a lot of that was, was based and predicated on the organic growth and sharing done through social media. Mm -hmm. But as I'm sure you and many of the people listening have realized, there is no more organic sharing in right. social media for the most part, right. for the most part. Um, so before when you could you know, create content and you can put it on social and when somebody liked it, you liked it, hey, your friends would all see, hey, Markeith liked this article from Traffic Sales and Profit. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go to Facebook, most likely you won't even see my article. Mm -hmm. Even though you've liked my page, you say I want notifications on, Facebook most likely will not show you unless I actually put ad dollars on it and run it to you as an actual advertisement. Wow. At the same time, you know, five years ago, um, so much community happened on the actual blogs where we had people that would come every morning and they're like, hey, you know, good morning, guys. This is a great article today. We knew where they lived. We knew how many kids they had. We knew how long they were married, all this information. Mm -hmm. Now, people no longer come to your blog or to their favorite blogs in the morning like they did five, six, seven, eight years ago. Now they go directly to Facebook, directly right. to Instagram, directly to Twitter. Mm -hmm. And you have to do what's called interrupt marketing at this point where they're not even there for your content. Mm -hmm. They're on Facebook, they're scrolling through their feed, and you have to be able to A, grab their attention, then B, have a strong enough call to action to get them to actually click through to your article mm -hmm. to come back to your site. Mm -hmm. And then if they love it, if they really, they say, Marcus, this is the best article ever, where do they leave the comment at? Back on, Facebook. Back on Facebook. They don't even leave it on your site. Right. They, they say, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Let me tell somebody about it. They click the X to close out your window, mm -hmm. then go back to Facebook and actually leave a comment on the actual thread. So, so just, you know, so many things have changed. And what I see is that people who try to use the 2010 blogging model this year or next year, it won't work. You have to be crystal clear and strategic about, all right, I'm creating content. And once I create this content, 
I have to figure out a way to actually distribute it and get it in front of people because just organic growth would most likely won't happen. So you brought up a great topic and question. So do I need a website today? If all of this activity is happening on social, all this activity is continuing to grow on social, why do I need a website as a business? I say you still need a web presence because a website is the modern day business card. Because if I meet you and I say, hey, you know, that, that guy's pretty sharp, or, you know, hey, he sounded good, he had a great service, the first thing I'm going to do is pull up your website. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing I'm going to do is pull up your social media channels. But the first thing that I'm still going to do is pull up your website. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a website, it gets real sketchy from there. Because right. <laughs> I'm like, everybody Get your a website. website. Yes, I'm like, everybody. So, you, I mean, like, the website is the modern-day Yellow Pages. Mm -hmm. I mean, so you need to have a website. You know, what I tell... Um, um, service-based businesses, right? And even, you know, if you're a coach or consultant or you have a type of service-based business, photography, whatever it may be, most of the time, by the time somebody calls you, they've already made a decision on what they think about your work. And the people that, that can't find enough information about you, it's just business loss. They won't call you. Mm -hmm. The other people, you just have to not mess it up. Because right. at that point, <laughs> they're just ready to, they're like step nine or ten of the sales process. They're ready to seal a deal or you're one of the finalists for the job between you and somebody else, and they just need to find out the subtle differences. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that's why you need to have a web presence. A, and then B, that's why you need social. So that and once they look at you on your website and they say, okay, this is just the business card, the brochure, now what's the actual voice? Mm -hmm. What's the actual culture of the company? Right. How do they engage and interact with consumers? That's what we can see on your Facebook page, through your Twitter stream, on your Instagram. So I think this is a great um, conversation because what if I'm... What if someone said, Lamar, I'm just a plumber. I'm, I'm an insurance agent. I am an electrician. Why I need to be on social? I love those businesses. I love those. Can I tell you why? Yeah. Because if I'm a plumber or electrician, the thing is that people don't go looking until they need you. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do through my website, and especially through social media, is... I want to make them aware. I want brand awareness. And that's how I'm going to use social media. Every time we go and we do a plumbing job, we do an electrical job, I'm posting on my Facebook page. I'm posting on Twitter. I'm posting on Facebook, right, on Instagram, whatever it may be. And I want people to just see it, see it, see it. So, hey, by the time the electricity's out or the circuit breaker's broken, they don't just Google, okay, where do I find? They remember, hey, I know a company that I saw online, on Facebook, on Instagram, whatever it may be, that does this type of work. And I'm going to tap into them and I already know who I want to go to. And that's the real crux of the benefit of social media right. for those service-based businesses is really raising awareness about what it is that you do, who you are, so that when people are ready to buy, they already can tap directly into you. There's no looking around. I already know. For so many of the services I get, I already know who I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. And when it's time, all it does is just activate me and spring me into action. And that's what I try to share with my clients all the time is that, you know, I'm more likely to go to an insurance agent who's always constantly providing content on how I can benefit from insurance or the importance of having, you know, life benefits. Yes. You know, what if you went on once a week, twice a week, and you shared how a particular life insurance benefit helps save a family from going bankrupt? Yes, and you showcase your education right. and your expertise. Mm -hmm. And if you can continually showcase to me and educate me on your products and services mm -hmm. and position yourself at the same time as the expert, when I'm ready, I'm not going to gamble with somebody else. Right. I already know who the expert is in that field. Absolutely. I always talk about the fact that when I sold my um, first house in Maryland, mm -hmm. we were living in Maryland at the time, 
I already knew. Like, as soon as I made the decision, I'm going to sell, I already knew who I was going to use as my realtor because for months and months and months, she had been putting postcards and mailers in my mailbox right. saying, hey, we just sold this house around the corner for this. <laughs> hey, we listed this house and sold it in one or two weeks. So when I said, I already knew, like, the day I went to sell, I'm calling Janelle Lee Ash. That was her name. I, I still remember to this day. Yeah. I said, I'm calling Janelle Lee Ash. She is the person. Same thing with my wife, Ronnie. We met, right? And we got married. She sold her house. We already knew who we were going to use because it was a realtor, realtor that was delivering nothing but value through newsletters. Mm -hmm. Guess what? It's a digital age, so you do the same thing that worked in, except you just take that newsletter, and now that newsletter is a blog post. And now everything's online, and we do it. When we, uh, another, that's my last example, right? But there's so many examples. Mm -hmm. Service-based businesses don't get it a lot of times. Right. And they always think, okay, that isn't for it. That's if you, you got something and you can sell it on Amazon. Mm -hmm. That isn't for me. When we had squirrels in our attic, and I didn't even know about squirrels and attic things. We moved to Georgia. It's like, wow, it's like Animal Kingdom. I see more animals right. in Georgia the last few years I've seen in my whole life. We had squirrels in our attic. The company I picked was a company that had an amazing website, looked super professional. They didn't look like a mom and pop, even though they, they could have been a mom and pop. The web presence didn't convey that because the branding was tight. And then on their website and on their social channels, they had pictures of all these different critters and animals they had captured in people's attics. Mm -hmm. That's all I need to see. I see pictures of you with the cages, with the squirrels and right. different things like that. You knew they could resolve your I problem. I knew, hey, they get results. Wow. They had that, they had testimonials, they get results. Meanwhile, I go to somebody else's page and it's just like a phone number and this is what we do. Right. I can't trust that. Right. And so basically what we're saying is, is for those of you who are service-based uh, practitioners or in the service-based business, or industry, you know, you can be producing content and having a website that conveys your message of why you are the person that can solve a particular problem in your industry. Social media and this whole idea of digital marketing is not just for individuals like Lamar and I, but it's also for the mom and pop business. It's also for the mechanic. It's also for the plumber, for the for the cook, for the chef, you know, anyone who has an interest of growing their, their brand, or like I say, personal brand, in order to attract the clients and customers that they want. And so this last segment, I just want to shift into your expertise as far as traffic, sales, and profit. I, I recently had an opportunity to go through a mastermind reading the E-Myth. Okay, yes. And one of the main pieces to that was this whole idea of systems and automation yes. and having the infrastructure of your business put together. So let's talk a little bit about why is it important for you to have systems and processes for your business? Because systems work when you don't. Right. And I don't care who you are, right, 99.999% of the time, there will be things that you just can't get to, things that you'll forget things that won't happen, and what do they say, failures and what to follow up. So we have to eliminate our failure to follow up. We have to make sure that we touch, you know, if it takes seven touches or seven no's or whatever we need to get to sale, we need to make sure we get presented in front of that person, our product service, seven different times. If it's up to us and we have to pick up the phone and call that person, most likely it won't happen. So the beauty of systems, like I said, is that even when we're not doing what we're supposed to do, systems and automations continue to work behind the scenes to make people, um, make things happen, to touch actual consumers and people 
and and to really just um, give us further outreach for our companies and brands. Mm -hmm. Good, good. One of the other pieces to you know the whole idea of systems and processes, um, we talk about the idea of automation. Many of us who were nine to fivers, were mm -hmm. individuals who went to a job on a regular basis, we understood systems and processes, policies and yes. procedures. When we got ready to leave, whether we were fired or not, somebody had to come in and potentially either do that job or uh, someone who was still there had to come in and do that job, yes. right? So systems and processes help so that somebody can pick up and do the job that maybe you would have done. Yep, exactly. But because it's a system, exactly. you know, we don't have to re reinvent the wheel. You know, one of the things we always tell our employees is that if we don't have a system built around it, if it's not documented, if we don't have the processes down and in a manual and video, and, and you don't really, like I said, create a system around your job, it'll be your job forever. Right. And if you want to move on, we need to know that, hey, this is, has been systematized mm -hmm. and that somebody else can come in, pick it up, pick up a manual, and follow through step by step to actually get it done. And I see most entrepreneurs, even successful entrepreneurs, fail to create systems around their business. That makes them struggle with bringing on new hires like we just talked about. It makes them struggle with bringing on temporary help if needed. It makes them struggle with having people cross-train and do different things if somebody's out sick or out for an extended period of time. And it, it, it really cripples the business in a number of different ways. So we're really big in our business of, like I said, uh, having processes down, like what are the steps to do this? Can we get screenshots of each actual step? Can we do a screen capture and capture the video of somebody walking through so that anybody can come in here and follow along and we can get it done the same way, the right way, every single time? Awesome. How do I know when I need to automate something? I would say immediately for everyone. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, I mean, because the thing is when... Um, you can include automation. Automation might be the fact that when a customer buys from you, there's a follow-up email, a follow-up text message, and a follow-up call. You know, all those type of things are things that allow you to get that customer back into your store, onto your site, whatever, to actually purchase again faster. Mm -hmm. It can be the fact that, hey, um, somebody inquired about information, and they want more information on the business, and it's an email that goes out every day over a two-week span and then makes an offer for them to buy something. I mean, that's automation that can actually drive more revenue into right, the business. Right. Or it could even be, you know, hey, maybe somebody new is starting and it's a new hire and we have an actual automation that actually onboards them. So we can say, hey, this person starts today and they get emails saying, welcome aboard, here's all the paperwork you fill out. Then a week later, they can get a survey saying, hey, how's your first week? Then, you know, a month later, they can get a, a, a text message that says, hey, happy one-month anniversary. How would that employee feel? Where most of the time what happens is they come in on their first day we sit down with them for a few minutes and we throw them to the wolves. Yeah. So really using automation to make life better, using automation to make life easier, and using automation to do all the special touches you would if manpower weren't a factor. Right, right. So automation is, it helps to save time. Yes. And also helps to scale your business. Yes. You know, because you don't want to have, if you don't have to have a person doing it and you can automate it with technology, that's saving you money, yes. right? And putting more money in your pocket. And, and it's important today too because since organic traffic has been dampened down so much, a lot of times now we'll have to do paid traffic. Mm -hmm. And if I'm actually paying for that traffic to get to my site, I want to make sure again there's no failure in the follow-up. Because if, if I literally had to spend 
a dollar fifty, two fifty, five fifty, whatever it was to get that person there. I want to try my best to follow up all the way through and not say, if, okay, if they didn't buy the first time, you know, they got to the site, then, you know, good luck. Hopefully they come back again. No, I want to follow them, follow up, and continue to keep the line of communication open. I have processes that run to try to get them back into the store. Awesome, awesome. Well, Lamar, man, I appreciate you uh, being with me today. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Being on the podcast. Before we leave, what are some lasting words that you would leave with aspiring entrepreneurs? Because I believe, you know, my business is for the emerging entrepreneur who doesn't necessarily know the nuts and bolts or, you know, the beginning blueprint of what they need to do. What would you say to them as they are creating and thinking about building a successful business? Sure. What I would say is take action and get started. No matter where you are, no matter how small you think it is, take action. People that are successful are the people that, that take action right away to implement. You can, you know, listen to a podcast. And on these podcasts, Marquis, you're hearing nuggets. But how many of them have you actually put into play? Put into, put play. into action. Right. It, it means nothing if you hear it and then, you know, you, you swipe on your phone and swipe it off and don't do anything or you you know, cut the radio off on your car and you don't take action around it. Right. So the action piece is really what will catapult you to success. So take action, take action, take action on what you learn, what you hear. And just educate yourself as well. Awesome. Thanks again, man. All right, thanks again. I appreciate it. Take care. Tell the people real quick where they can find you on social and sure. website. You can find me everywhere on social at Lamar Tyler, L-A-M-A-R-T-Y-L-E-R. And we have a thriving community called Traffic, Sales, and Profit with Lamar Tyler. You can find on Facebook. Uh, awesome community of purpose-driven entrepreneurs that are all about driving more traffic, converting more sales, increasing the amount of profit in their businesses. Awesome. Thank you for joining this week for the Markeith Brayton Podcast. You can always reach out to me at markeithbrayton.com. Hey, go to iTunes, send me a review and a rating in iTunes so that you let me know how you like today's episode. Also, if you have any interest in new topics for me to cover on the podcast, all you have to do is send me a message via my website, markeithbrayton.com, and I'll be sure to hit you back and let you know that we'll do our best to find a guest for that particular topic. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast at markeithbraden.com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.